0: Good morning, everybody. Today, we'll be learning the Ein in Masachas Gittin. We're going to learn for Fuhr Shlema, for Shira Fego, Bastama Bluma, and for all Yisrael. And, and of course, and, um, uh And let's continue with the seventh parak. Hopefully, we'll get to finish it today. And so we'll start with the bottom line. And Ein Vav Amar Abaye. Okay. So what was going on? The Mishnah I in, on Ein Vav said that there was a machlokas tanakam Rabbi Yosei But whether one needs to specify when going away, right? If a husband says and he's giving a get because we're learning Masachas um, Gittin, if I don't come back within a year, right? You have these tonight. Okay. You make a conditional uh, get with a time release. You know, this is um, the kind of thing that Dr. Elliot Einbinder-Schleit always asks me. it's like, why are we learning this case? Is this a practical case? Obviously, Ms. Hechel's getting very abstract. Why would somebody do this? Well, this somebody could do, right? Because they want to stay married if they're going to come back. But if they're not, then they don't want to uh, necessarily, they don't want their wife necessarily to be a widow. They want their wife to be a divorcee. Why, Andrew? Because perhaps Let's say the most common reason would be perhaps they don't have children and they don't want their wife to have to do yibum with their brother because it's weird to them. So that would be a reason they would want her to have the choice of who they want to remarry. That makes sense. So anyways, he says, if I don't come back within a year, so do they need to specify that the get would be yours may achshav, that the get would be yours now if I don't come back within a year? Well, that's... That's very significant, Andrew, because you can't give a get posthumously, right? So it's, at a certain point, and you know we compared it to Nadar in, uh, in previous weeks, so at a certain point it has to do with the semantics of how you're saying and then we try to figure out what it is that you really mean. So if a person is saying, if I don't come back within a year, the get is yours, that might be different than saying, uh, write a get, if I don't come back within a year, right? There are different ways to express what you're trying to say, and it is in fact, in fact, possible that you're that you're uh, implying that you don't want any of the get process to start uh, until it's obvious that you're not coming back. Well, that could be problematic because if you're if a person is already right, already dead, they can no longer initiate nor give a get. So it doesn't matter. That deny uh, wouldn't work, and that would be a get that would never be valid. However, if the person said no. If, I'm making it tonight, making a condition. I want the GET to be effective now if the condition is met met that I'm not returning within a year, so then the GET would be valid because it meant that the GET was actually being given, right, with the person being alive and well and in person, and it's only the condition that gets triggered within the year. So the question, again, that the Mishnah discusses is if you're not explicit, is it assumed that you, what you meant is to give the get me'achshav. That was the machlokas. So Rabbi Yossi says, yes, that's what we assume he meant. Whereas the Tanakhama says that you have to specify. So now Rabbi makes the point. Everybody would agree, meaning both the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yossi would say, when somebody gives a get at night, let's say in the evening, and he says, you know what? This get is going to uh, be activated at sunrise, right? When the sun rises tomorrow, as we arrive at Ayan Zein So everybody would agree, that what he meant to tell her is when the sun comes out. Okay? And therefore, what would be the halacha if he passed away in his bed that night? That that would actually not be valid because that would be what we call a get la'achar misa. Why? Because he says, Let's, let, let's talk about it in the morning, so to speak. Okay, well, if he said, let's talk about it in the morning, and then he didn't make it to the morning, so then the get does not work, right? Because he never got a chance to give the get. However, if instead of saying, artika, we'll talk about it in the morning, he said, then I'm giving you the get on the condition that the sun will rise in the morning, well, that... Is a very different declaration. That is, May Karma Everybody agree that that he means he's giving her the get at night, right? You get, it can be given day or night. Not every Allah is like that, but giving a get can be done at night or in the day. So he's saying, I'm giving this get now. I'm giving this get on the condition that the sun comes out tomorrow. Well, that sounds like you're giving the get right now. And both the Tanakam and Rabiyosi would agree with that. The called Omar Almanas, Dami. Whenever you say Almanas, according to Hunamarab, means I'm doing, when a person says, I'm doing this on the condition that this were to happen, it's assumed that what you mean is, I'm doing this now on the condition that this will happen later. So that's fine. So again, those cases are not the case that Rabbi Yassin and Tanakam are talking about. If he says, let's talk about it in the morning, of course, it's only getting initiated later. And if he says, let's do it, but on the condition that this will happen in the morning, then of course you're doing it now. So what's the case? What's the makhlukas? The Machlokis is, according to Abaye, only if he says, if the sun will come out tomorrow. That's when I have, a, that's, that's when they're not sure. So, the Rabbanon in the a hold like Rabiosi. They say that the fact that the document says the previous days means that here's your get, if the sun comes out tomorrow, so that's already, it's not like saying um, on the condition that the sun comes out, which is, of course, in me'achshav. And it's not like saying, let's talk about it in the morning. It's saying it's not sure. So Rabbi says, well, listen, the star is on, let's say this was Tuesday night. So the star says Tuesday. So it's clear that his intention was retroactive and therefore it's going to be me'achshav. And that is Rabbi who says that it does not have to be explicit. im me'hayom right? It'll be, it's like saying, it'll be from today if I were to die. Or kime achshav im mesi right? Um, or it would be like from now, right? The same, the and, and therefore the get would be activated immediately at the time uh, that he that that he started the discussion during the night, and therefore even if he passed away during the night, the get would be valid. However, uh, the other the Tana of our Mishnah would disagree. Mar losav her kurbiosi, have like im mesi greater, right? In the opposite way of saying it is that when he says im say, if the sun comes out, right, it's the same, uh, presumably because of the formulation of the word. Im Teitse is parallel to the formulation of im meisi, if I die. And if a person says, if I die, that person is talking about right a conditional thing which is not active until after, uh, until, until after the fact. There is no retroactivity, so to speak, to it. And therefore, it does not timestamp it despite, which is really kind of astonishing, despite the fact that the get, let's say, in its written form said Tuesday. Well, that's when the get was written, right? But that's not when the get was handed in. As we will see in this coming parik, as Hashem, that we'll get to today, right? The kosov law right? Those are two stages. One is the writing and one is the giving. We've already talked about that. And the two are, are certainly not required to be on the same day. So, okay, so the get was written on Tuesday. That doesn't mean that that's when the get was intended to be given, and therefore, um, despite the fact that it's written on Tuesday, the Tana of the Mishnah would say that if you say, if, right, the sun comes out tomorrow, that might be like im I- and therefore it would not be valid till after, and since he passed away over the night, the get is not valid at all, and that in, therein lies the machlokas between Riosi and the Tana comma. Okay, so now two dots. Nine lines down. Now we'll talk about Kisu Usnu. Kisu Usnu Get Le Ishti. Okay? Um, so the Mishnah said if a, if a man in this particular case says, write and give it gift to my life, Imlo Basimikarvach Neves Achodesh. But, right, there are two formulations in the Mishnah. He says the same thing, but backwards. So again, What are the two possibilities? Possibility number one is the husband says, if I don't return within 12 months, kisrut nu get liishti, write and deliver the get. The second one is when he reversed it. He said, write and deliver the get if I don't return. So it sounds like, right, that if if you say, whatever you say first is really what your intention is for right now. In other words, if you say write and deliver the get first, so that it sounds like you want to do that even within the 12 months, as opposed to if you say, let's see first whether I come back, right, in 12 months, and then only then write and deliver the get. So the question would be, the nafkumin, as it were, what happens if he dies during the 12 month period? So if you said that only start writing and delivering the get, if I don't come back within 12 months, so then if he died, like nothing really got started. Right, because you weren't really supposed to write or deliver or do anything until the twelve-month period was over. But if he said write and deliver the get, and then let's see if it's activated, so to speak. Right, Um, let's see, let's see if it ends up being activated by the time I, by virtue of the fact that I didn't come back within twelve months. So then it's assumed that you can write the get right during the twelve months, and it's just a question of like it's now waiting to see whether he comes back. So really. So 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 let's see what what the Gemara is going to say. So I'm like to kasav get right? So the question that they're asking um, here is is as follows, right? The Gemara is going to say that the 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 case of the Tanakama would say that in both cases everything gets started after the twelve months. This is what we were saying before the Machlokas Tanakama and Rabiosi. This is the Machlokas Tanakama and Rabiosi in and the Mishnah where Tanakama is always going to want to... It's never going to assume, that's the point, that the, Tan- that the Tanakama never assumes retroactive. So the issue with the Tanakama is they are always going to assume that nothing gets activated until after the 12 months. And therefore, if any time they dies within the 12 months, it's not going to be valid. Rabbi says, in the case where he says, kiss new first, that for sure it implies retroactivity. And what the Gemara wants to know now is what would Rubiosi say in the case of where he says first, let's see if I come back within 12 months and then kids it's new. And there's two possibilities here, Andrew. One possibility is that Rubiosi always assumes retroactivity which is to say that Rebiosi always assumes that you want to get to be given now, whether he says new and then mentions the 12 months or whether he mentions the 12 months first. That's one possibility. The other possibility is that it's only retroactive if you said new first, okay? So, so Rav Yemar said to Ravashi, maybe we should just say, Kosoval get to Naikasha, which is to say that Rebiosi holds that no matter what, we always assume, right, um, we always assume retroactivity, and it doesn't matter whether you say kiss with new first or the twelve months first. The po- the bottom line is right that there is that when it comes to writing the get, you could just when you're writing it out tonight, it's always valid right away. Right? Okay. So the Gemara says, "Lo Really, I would tell you that according to Rubiosi, the get needs to have right, the the actual tznai, uh fulfilled. But here in the case of the Mishnah, since the husband should have said, right, if I don't return within 12 months, right, again, and he went out of his way to formulate it deliberately, to say nu first, it must have meant, right, that he was deliberately trying to send a message, Right, which is, Kisvu me utnuim lobati. Right, that what it must mean is that it's not true that we don't care whether, uh, whether it's nigh is, is fulfilled, right, uh, with respect to shalichas. There, there's some numbness here, um, that I'm glossing over a little bit, which is, right, can we assume that when a husband sets up a shliach and he makes a condition of the get, does a shliach have to concern himself with said condition? There's a, right, there's, there's like a nuanced abstract lumdus here, Andrew, which is to say it like this. I'm sending you on a mission, right? And I write the condition. Does the condition mean anything to you? In other words, are you just like a one-trick pony, like focused, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to worry about the condition. You only have to worry about the mission that I sent you on. Or <laughs> it makes more logical sense to say that the condition was part of your mission, right. right? That I sent you on a mission and I told you the condition on purpose so that you could sort of modify your mission accordingly, right? That's uh, sort of like a baal way of explaining the lumbus here. Be that as it may, let's assume that you have to take the, your, the condition that I set on your task into account. So that makes sense that that would be the case. However, it is, if that's the case, so then the difference would, in the Mishnah between new first or se- saying that first or in the second clause would be that if I said new and really went out of my way to say that first, then that's where Rabbi BOC would say it's the formulation of my giving you the mission that matters, right? Because if I said new first, what I am really telling you is that even though I'm putting a uh, condition on this get. What I mean is that first of all, right to get now, lo Lobati, and then we'll worry about the condition when it comes. That would be Rabyosi's position. Whereas According to the Rabbanon, in both cases, we're not looking at the semantics we're always going to assume that the condition is going to be something that every shaliach is going to have to be concerned with. And therefore, the get has to be written after the 12 months because the condition is going to be part of the mission. And that is the machlokas between Rebiosi and right, the Tanakama. Do you care? Do you take the actual formulation of the of the wording and into account? And that would matter as to whether you... Um, Consider the condition to be part of the actual mission or not, and that is a slightly more local machlokas, as Rebbe Sefer would say, right? Because that really is more machlokas of how do you take into account a change in the formulation of the mission. Very good. So that would be the machlokas ribiosi and the hitanakamas. Now we're in the last 10 lines of the parak, and let's see how you. Uh, how you would interpret the following time periods. This is an interesting question over here. So as we've said, right, for whatever reason, we're having these time-released uh, time conditional um, handing over to the Gittin. So that's a, that creates a conundrum. Because let's say somebody said, this is your get if I don't return after Shavua in this context means the end of a Shemitah cycle. Well, After. So now, after is a very open-ended thing, Andrew. Like, we could say, you know, I'll take care of this after Pesach. Well, we're after Pesach now. We're always after Pesach. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, if your wife asks you to take out your gar- the garbage, Andrew, and you say, I'll do it after I finish work. You didn't say which day. You know what I mean? Like, after is a very long, open-ended thing. So, Chazal needed to make a certain amount of time what does after mean? Like, there's a statute of limitations, right? At a certain point, after expires, right? So that's the point. So if you say after Shemitah, Shana. So wait, one more year past the Shemitah cycle. You can't say after Shemitah, like, could be forever, like, or five years later. One year. La Shana. What if you say, I'll do it after the year? Chodesh. So wait, one month. Lacha Chodesh. You say after the month. Shabbos. Wait, a week. It's fascinating. It sounds like you take, the, like, the next so to speak, denomination of time, and you just tack that on, and that'll be what after means. See what I'm saying? So, I'll be there in a minute. Okay, so you give it a minute, and then another second, so to speak, right? So the Gemara asks, L'Acha Shabbos Mai. what if you say after a week, because after a minute is a little short, that's a little ridiculous, but if you say, I'll do it next week, or after this week, so what does that mean? So. The responds: Yosef, Reb Zeyer, Kamei the Ravasi; Reb Zeyer was sitting in front of Ravasi; Ravali Ravasi, Kamei the And some say Ravasi was sitting in front of Reb Yochanan. BeKama, and they said: Chad beShabbat with Shrei Tlaza Basor The first, second, and third days of the week are still considered after Shabbos, right? Chad beShabbat with Shrei Tlaza means Sunday, Shrei Monday, Tlaza Tuesday. First, second day after Shabbos is still considered after Shabbos, right? So, Andrew, I'll drop it off after Shabbos. It could be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's all considered after Shabbos. Whereas Arba Vakamsa, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's already the next Shabbos. So that's not after Shabbos, that's before the coming Shabbos. So that already is not. Right? So this, of course, brings up the rush. What does the rush say? What if a person didn't say Havdallah on Moz Shabbos for whatever reason? I once didn't once didn't say Havdallah in recent memory on Motzei Shabbos. Because Moshe Lavi Zion was born on a Sunday morning. But Atar went into labor Thursday. So I kind of lost track of time. The sun was coming up and down like a yo-yo. And then he was born Sunday morning. And I remembered that I had not said Havdallah the previous night. So uh, so I said Havdallah Sunday night. Like when I remembered. Or whatever. After he was born. Now, what if he had been born Wednesday, you know? What if it had been a week-long labor? So then you can no longer say Havdalah because that's the halacha. You could stay hav- say Havdalah up until Tuesday. That's, a, uh, some, that's a, I think, a pretty well-known halacha that up until Tuesday, it's still Havdalah for the previous Shabbos. But once you hit Wednesday, so then it's no longer the previous Shabbos. And so that is uh, practical nafkamina to this. And so Sunday, what day is it? I don't even know what day is it today. Tuesday. All right, so we're, still, so we're still holding by the last Shabbos already. Tomorrow we start thinking about next week. Tonight we start thinking about next week. And uh, related to that, Tanya Rebbe Omer la If somebody said after Yantiv, Shloshim Yom. So it's 30 days after the day. So if you're ever at a cocktail party, this is a cool thing to know. There's something called Shloshim Yom Lifne Hachag, Sholin There's also a 30 day period after the Chag. That's still considered, right, the aftermath of the Yantiv. Nafak de and. Rabbi taught in the name of Rebbe, Ukhlasua. They praised, it was praised that he said the halacha of Shloshimia after the Ragel. However, this is what Chia did. However, the rabbi when he said it was in front of the name of the Rabbanon, then he was not praised for it. Uh oh. That shows that the halacha is not like Rebbe. You know how, Andrew? Because again, when Rabbi said it as a das yachid, they liked that. They liked it because they said, well, if it's as Yachid, it's not, nobody has to listen to that, so to speak. Because the is like the rabbi, manager. So if you're going to mention it as a Das Yachid, that's okay. But when you're saying that this is what everybody holds, they didn't like that. Because they actually, that fact that they didn't like that, Alma that is indicative of the fact that the in fact, is not like him. Uh, and that is at the symmetrical time of 6 a.m., we can say, hadran Allah Misha HaZukardaikas. And maybe we return to the seventh parak. And now we begin with the eighth parak of Maseches Gitten. Let's go with the Mishnah Hazoriket la'ishto. Okay, somebody's throwing the get to his wife. He's not handing it to her. Well, Andrew, the pasuk says Vakasa v'nasan Right, They get and give it to her. But God forbid, he she handed it to her in his hands. Right, they they are um, on, and so they are on the outs. So he's going to instead he's going to throw it to her. Okay, so is that enough? Does that satisfy the Venus la? Does that satisfy the handing over the get? So, if she's inside her house, or inside her courtyard, and the get lands in said house or courtyard, that works because she has her own property. The get is landing in her property. And that's like her hand, as we'll see. And that's like giving it to her. That's fine. She owns it. She makes a kinyon, as we'll see. This is obviously going to overlap with Hilchas Shabbos and going from Rishus to Rishus and with Hilchas like, Kenyan geneva and all the kind of the, 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 that you get, right? So you'll get some nazikin. You'll get some moed here. Okay. So he throws it into her property. That's good enough. That's We'll see in the Gemara how we learn that. However, Zarkul Abusach Beisot, if he throws the get into his own house, a Atzeiro, in his own courtyard, then I feel if he. Then he who Then even if the get it's referring to here is with her in the same bed, so she's living in a right. The woman is living in his house, and he's throwing it towards her. Okay, so he, even if she's in living in his house and she's in uh, a bed, and he throws the get towards her, and the get falls on the bed, ain't a megurashis. She's not megurashis because she didn't isn't making any kenyan, and he did not place it into any. Into her hand, nor did he place the get in her domain. He simply threw it in her direction. That's not good enough. We'll see. Maybe it is if it's within her daladamos. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. We'll see that already tomorrow. But in the meantime, it's on the simple surface. It's, she's not megureishah. letoch kalta. What if he throws it into her lap or her sewing basket? We'll see what that is. Then she is divorced because again, even though she's not in his, she's not in her. Own domain, and even though he did not hand it into her hand, if it falls on her lap, then it doesn't have to go into her actual hand. It, her lap is, is her domain, and then she would be, in fact, Kona the Get, and that would be kosher, and that would work. Okay. Now the Gemara says, How do we know that her domain is fine? How do we know that it's not just her hand? After all, the Tunner Abanon, Bernal because the Rabanan said the following uh, Limud. The pasuk says, "V'nasan biyada," right? It really does. It says, "V'kasev lasefer v'nasan biyada." You would have thought that, that means it has to go into her actual hand, right? "Gaga chater minayin." How do we know that if she owns a roof or a, or a courtyard or some sort of enclosure, how do we know that that would also work? So, "Tam v'lomar v'nasan So we learn the following thing, as Rashi explains. Uh, I'll say it outside. "V'nasan" uh, is broad. Be yada is like limited to her hand. It could have said, right, you have to give it in her hand, but it doesn't. It says, give it to her. And then it qualifies her hand. So, Chazal have a way of formulating that, which means that when you say, it really means that it goes into her hand. Uh, I'm sorry, it really means that, I'm sorry. When you say vinnassan, it really means that it transfers to her. And then when you say "biyada," that just kind of like modifies the way that it can be. But it doesn't mean her hand literally. It just means that anything that's similar to her hand would be, in fact, giving and considered giving it to her. And what are the things that are similar to her hand? To put it in her domain. That's how we tight it up as a word. That's how we explain it. Okay. And the Gemara points out that we have a parallel idea by Kenyon Geneva. Unbelievable. We learned it's also regarding a thief. Now, a thief takes something. Now, when a thief becomes an official thief, he has a lot of responsibilities, according to Allah. He has the responsibility to return it. He has to give a knas of kefil, right, Uh, as Rashi explains. Right, so... The question with a thief is, when does he become a thief? We saw this in Meseches Shabbos also, right? In other words, once you make a kinyan, so then you have a lot of responsibilities. And the question is, when does that kinyan come? Remember we had issues of Kimle, but the rabbi name, right? If you're, if you're chayev for acquiring it at the same time as you're chayiv for transferring it from one domain to another, then maybe the fact that you're over Melacha and Shabbos should over, overcome your uh, right, financial responsibility, but without getting too far afield, we see that there's something called Kenyan Geneva. Now, with the Kenyan Geneva, it's it's a knas, so to speak. Right, we, by making the ghanav acquire it, that's not necessarily great for the Ganav, because that means he's on the hook for all of the right. He's a ghanav. He that's that's what makes him an official Ghanov, right? So uh, he's on the hook for all of the things we just mentioned. So. What we, what's the Pasuk by Aganav? By, by Aganav, the Pasuk is like this. Im himatzei, timatzei biyado ha-geneva, right, mi shor ad chamor, adzei, chaim, shnaim yishalem. So watch this. It says, im timatzei biyado ha We say that, when does he become a thief? If you find the gneva biyado in his hand. Says the Gemara. Betanina miachigano biyado. Ain li yado. You would have thought that you have to find it in his actual hand. Gaga b'chatzai 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 how do we know that he would also be considered a thief if he somehow managed to be it in his roof or his right uh, courtyard or his enclosure? Tamar, he ti mat matzei mikol macum? So if it's the same parallel idea, right? If it is found, which is to say, if it's a, if it's found in his domain, that's the main thing. If it's in his domain, and then it mentions Yado. It's the same exact thing by a woman. It says. It says, Vinasan, you should give it to her, which means you should give it to her, over to her domain. And it says, B'yadah, something that's similar to her hand. So now the Gemara wants to know, why do you need to learn both? In other words, a transfer is a transfer. So that which is good enough for the thief should be good enough for the wife getting the get. Why does the Torah have to have the same formulation for both? The general acquisition followed by the specific of the hand. It looks like it's almost teaching you the same exact thing. says, so the Gemara, no, richa. why? we didn't get, Mishim Deval Korcha If it would have just had the case of the get, you would have thought, well, a get, of course, if it's in her domain, it's enough because a woman can, in fact, be divorced against her will and, therefore, that demonstrates the fact that we don't really need the same level of kenyanum. But a ganav, by definition, is doing so... Right of his own volition, and there maybe you would think that the threshold would actually require a high level opinion, which is to say that it would have to be in his actual hand, and therefore we need to say the same exact lemma that he, any transition into his domain would be good enough. Okay, so that's why you have to write the ganav. However, Yeshemin and ganav. If you only had the possibility by the ganav, you would have thought Mishum the Katsay Rahmana. because as we just said, this is a knas. Right, you want to make sure, right, that the ganav owns it so that he would be culpable for all of the. Uh, things that make him a ganav, and it's for that reason that we would re- re- sort of like lower the standards of what would be considered his domain and say, okay, you know, there, even if it's in his chatzah we find it in his house, he's still a ganav as a ganav, right? It doesn't have to be in his actual hand. I will get him a Maybe for a wife a woman, one would say that it has to be in her actual hand, no, teach you that whether it's for the ganav, case of gittin, or for the case of Ganem, going into the domain is enough, and the person and and, and it's considered either the, gene- the right either the item that was uh, stolen or the get would be considered to have transferred ownership. Not only when it gets right into their hands, but even when it goes into their domain. Okay, so now let's get into the salacha of the get getting into her domain. You ready? Chatsira asked the Gemara, "Mashakta isha kanabala." Yeah. We have to overcome this one fundamental issue, uh, Andrew. How is it that a woman owns her own chatzor altogether? We say that throwing the get into her domain is uh, enough to create, right, to, 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 for the get to actually be considered changing hands, as it were. Well, how does she ever have a domain? Her husband owns everything that she owns. Says the Gemara, Amar because of the din Bin Chasayich. A husband could say, sign a waiver, I don't have any, right, I don't have anything to do with your property, right? In other words, when a woman enters the marriage, a husband, a potential husband, can in fact relinquish his rights to her property and she that she brings into the marriage, or that she acquires during the marriage, and the property is hers. Says so, the Gemara, Can a husband really relinquish that? Isn't it like automatic that all her possessions becomes his? We actually have a b'risa, not with a husband and wife. When I mean, you have, like, let's say, partners in a business, right? And they jointly own a field. And one partner says to the other, you know what? I have nothing to do with this field. I have no further concern. I have no further concern with this field. My hands are withdrawn from this field a simple declaration is not going to be effective. You need to make an actual opinion. You have to actually, write. you have to actually make a legal legal proceedings, right, an issue like that, right, it can't just be just stomp, right, it has to be a matana, it has to be some actual, right, legal acquisition. You can't just say, yeah, I don't want to have anything to do with the field. You got to sit down with the lawyers and write it up the contract. So how can, okay, so that's the case of a jointly owned field. So, how And there you can't just say Dinu dvarim. you can't just make a verbal declaration. So therefore how could our Gemara imply that in the case of a woman entering a marriage that a husband can make such a declaration without having to write up like official documentation? So the Gemara, Amri de yeah, in the Yeshiva Riyanai they said because of Lava Oda Arusa. What's going on here is that where He's writing it up, but that's not the point. The point is, he, it's while it's during the Areson, the Rav Kahana. And this follows the idea of Rav Kahana, the Amar Rav Kahana. That when it comes to rights or an inheritance that come from another source, a person can relinquish his rights to said inheritance, which is to say, similarly, a husband can relinquish his rights to the Arusa's inheritance before. So again, once there's Nisuin and they really are like joint as one, so then the, uh, you can't really, you'd can't you have to write up paperwork to give the rights back, it would be like a matana. But so long as it's Arisen, you're still drawing up the original contract and you haven't acquired it yet, you could relinquish the rights to it, okay? Okay, so Uchid And this all is according to the statement of Rava the ha HaOmer. As we turn to Ainzamu base, said, if a person says, I if relinquish the rights that Khal gave me, like this, we'll see what like this is. We listen to it, which is to say, you can give up rights. Right? You can't necessarily give up something you've already acquired, is the point, but you can give up rights. What's the case where what's where Rafa said that you, you can give up rights? So again, the case of Rava was a case that we're very familiar with all over Shas, where a wife can say to her husband, "You know what? Even though I know that the more traditional marriage arrangement is that you feed me, and then any time I, any uh, income that I make, let's say, or any work that I do, my mei dime, you keep, right? That we have a joint bank account, everything's together. Uh, we eat off the same plate, right? We eat." off the same bank account and that we contribute to the same bank account. I don't want that. I want independence. I want my own bank account. I want to feed myself. A woman has the right to do that. In that context, Rava said, these are rights that the woman has, but she can relinquish those rights because she wants to have a different arrangement. So that was the context where Rava said it, and that could be applicable here as well, that a husband could say, I don't want the field of my wife. Remember, all of this is a way of explaining how if you throw the get into the wife's field, right? The get would be valid. And the question is, how is there such a thing as a wife even having a field? And the answer is, the husband said, I don't want rights to that field. Okay, so within Rava, the brilliant Rava, we have a way of understanding how there's such a thing that a wife has a field, because the husband uh, um, was, uh, right, denied his own right to her field prior to them getting married, so to speak, after the heiress, but before the Nisuin, to be more precise. And Therefore, she has a field, and he throws it into said field, and the get is good. However, Rava himself has a different, even more abstract, more Lumdish explanation of how a wife can acquire the get in the chatzer as follows. Says the Gemara, Rava Amar, Rava, in the abstract Lumdish way as he does, says as follows. He says, "Let me walk you through this. If a husband gives a get to his wife, wouldn't you say that?" The husband, Misha, we're about to, this is like foreshadowing, right, Kedushin. Kedushin says, Aisha nicknames the woman is bought, so to speak. So doesn't he have like, rights to her, maise dime also? So in other words, if you follow it to its logical conclusion, even handing into her actual hands shouldn't work, in a sense. Because she doesn't, because technically, even handing into her hand, he owns that back. Uh, Ella, what, says, Rava? Gita ke'echad. Right? We have to say, that as soon as she acquires the get, she also uh, she also acquires her own, her own hand. Vayin ke'echad means it's simultaneous, right? Which is to say, this is going to end up being the answer by a also. That as she gets the get, she also acquires the chatzor, or her hand, right? It's simultaneous. And once you say it's simultaneous, right? That's what Rav is saying. Uh, so too, just like by the hand, you would have to use that, abstract formulation. You use that by the Chatzar as well. That it's all simultaneous, which is to say, it's implied in the handing over of this get, that she also is freed, and simultaneously uh, uh, receives the ability to be con of this thing. Does Rav really think that giving it to her hand is a problem? You know, for Rav to say that her getting it in her hand is an issue, would imply that not only is the husband which is, as we say, like her right, her income, so to speak, but he's also her actual physical hands. But that's not true. She's not going to her hand. So the Gemara is clarifying. He's saying, Rabbi isn't really using the case of the husband and wife. He's using a case of an evid, as we uh, actually mentioned already in this Masechlar. Amalei, Rabbi, yada evid, kakashile. What he was comparing it was when he was trying to explain this abstract idea of Git of, he didn't use actual Git of Nushim, he used the Get Shikhr of an Evid as follows. Let's say you have, let's, without getting too deep into the slavery freedom here, you could be freed, let's say, with a star right? According to the idea that you can hand a star into the Evid, and the Evid is immediately freed. Yad, Eved, Ki Yad You would have a question. How is an Evid ever Kona Eshtar Shechor? How is an Eved ever Kona his emancipation document? After all, anything that the Evid gets goes straight to the master. So isn't this like this feedback loop where the Evid can never actually acquire his own freedom? Oh, well, the only way it would ever work, this emancipation document, would be if you said that the actual freedom is simultaneously acquired when he acquires the document. Well, hachanami... Gita buying byin and therefore here too the get of the woman and the actual chatzer even if she brought it into the marriage and even if the husband acquired it and he was able to keep it it would still since it would be simultaneous with the get she would acquire it so you're comparing the get in the in the to the star in the evet's hand so now twelve lines down we're gonna say a related incident there's a person who was seriously ill the cause of lagita he wrote a get to his wife okay Bahade they the Mal shabta and all of these things happen on erev Shabbos, just because just before Shabbos. That's when he decides to write to get to the wife. But he didn't have enough time to give it to her before Shabbos. Okay, so now now you got an issue because the next day he became critically ill. It looks like he's not going to make it through Shabbos. You have to figure out a way to get this get on Shabbos, but you can't get the get, get on Shabbos. I mean, they're in the same place. So what's the problem? Give her the get. Says Rashi, the get is muktzah. That's the issue. That's what Rashi says. We'll stick with Rashi. Okay. So also the Rava. So now they have a shaila. They go to the rabbi. The rabbi she'll happen to have been Rava. You're very fortunate. These the Rav. So what's going to be the case? So he says this is what we're going to do. So this is what you should do. Have the husband transfer the ownership of the place on where the get is laying down to uh, where the get is resting on the ground now. Right. So have the husband or on the night table. Have him be mocked at the night table to the wife, and she should go, and then lock and, and open the door to the bedroom and close it. Make a kinyan on the bed as well. That's not because we know we have a mishnah, okay, in Baba Basra that says, if you lock the door to a certain amount that was all that was previously open, that's a way of making a kinyan. So basically, Rava said, put the get on the ground and make her make a kinyan. And that's how you're going to acquire the gets. So we see a lot of Durabanans are being uh, in a way, cause, cause the Kenyan and all this is also a Durabanan, but it's more important to avoid mukta. We see that the Mukta is more as a bigger issue, and that was his resolution. So it's like about twelve Lumdush bombs in one Shaila. That's what made Rava brilliant. So Amal Masha Kanta Isha Kanabala. So but Ravelish said to Rava, wait a minute, but whatever she acquires, her husband's gonna to acquire too. So we'll resume tomorrow. By explaining how Rava was initially uh, embarrassed by Ravilish's question, but then eventually came out, came around to his idea of Mashakana Isho Kana Rabo, and we'll resume um, with these in Yanim in the eighth parak of Maseches Gittin.